Six and a half to go in the quarter. We got a flag, and it's going against New England. Was he on tape delay? I mean, that was 12 seconds after it happened. Oh, my goodness. We just heard our uh, good friend of the podcast, Tony Romo, very excited about some of the plays that you saw out there in a Patriots victory Mm -hmm. over the Tennessee Titans or moving on to the AFC championship game. They beat the Titans pretty handily. Very handily, I'd say. Yeah, we're excited to talk about it. I'm Melissa. I'm Craig. And uh, we're celebrating a Patriots divisional round win. Yeah, we sure are. 35-14. Yeah, the tomato can game, uh, the annual tomato can game proved to be exactly that. Yeah, Uh, more so than I think anyone could have even predicted even that score as lopsided as it is sounds closer than it felt what was do you know the spread on the the game the other night off the top of your head 12 and a half or something like that it was oh big. yeah i don't know i mean they covered it was big for yeah sure. they were way up i feel like they were closing it as as game, game time approached yeah yeah uh and it That's was like factual though we were talking about you know weather being a factor all that sort of stuff it really wasn't i mean it was a cold night but no rain or anything like that yeah, but no crazy i mean it was windy but it wasn't like yeah not really force. like a it was not one of those really like, seven mile an hour winds that jacksonville was no, facing not like the week last before week. <laughs> no and the titans showed up ready to play i mean they they did not try uh they were they were they were they were there but they yeah were they got just the first not, points on the board yeah they were up for about five minutes uh and other than that they just got squashed i felt like after they scored tom brady literally just came out and was like fuck all of you yeah, get these fucking i'm like, in charge now move like the way a horse bats flies off of its ass I was, <laughs> he was like the a senior in high school just like pushing freshmen through the hallway yeah like get out of here kid buy right. a pool pass hit the road <laughs> just mowing people over yeah it was a uh, a decisive win and the pats now move on to the afc championship game for the seventh year in a row it's really i mean it's remarkable the sustained level of success that it's insane had. yeah keep in mind that uh you know there are a lot of nfl teams and fan bases and franchises that their measure of success year after year is just make the playoffs you know what yeah. I mean? Have like, a winning record. It's such a so foreign. Yeah, uh, we're like, what do you mean they went? They didn't go sixteen and zero. Right. This yeah. is garbage. Speaking of winning records, I heard an interesting yeah. stat on the radio today. Laying on the me. Setup. Uh, You're welcome. Is uh, it's like there, we worked on this. <laughs> <laughs> there is not a team in the league right now that has seven consecutive winning seasons. Seven consecutive seasons above five hundred. That's that- Crazy, and the and the Pats are going to seven straight AFC Championship games. Yeah, that blows my mind. Just like, not, I don't know, seven consecutive winning seasons is like so far in the rear view for Patriots fans. I, oh God, yeah. I can't even. You know what it tells me? It tells me that the league, and more specifically the AFC, would be really interesting if it weren't for the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there would be a lot more parity. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Totally. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. I feel like it's like watching, like, remember, like, before Yao Ming <laughs> came to the United States, and you could see, like, highlight videos of him playing in, like, Chinese basketball leagues, and he's, like, <laughs> yeah. literally three feet taller than everybody else, yeah. and it's like, it's like, 
and this isn't exaggerating, it's actually not fair. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, there's just nothing fair what about hell, it. Buddy. It's like that. Like it's like it's I can't imagine <laughs> it's fun for anybody in the AFC, really. Until like this week, if you can make it this far. Like I feel like the Patriots play like a three week season every year. You yeah, know? Like, like we're yeah. in it right now. It's exciting. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it wasn't this week, it next week. It wasn't exciting. That game was not exciting. Oh, well, sure. There right. were points in that game where I was like, oh my God, I got to go to bed. I got to get up for work. But at least there were some stakes. There was some danger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, ah. Something could go wrong. Right. Especially yeah. leading up to the game. Like, you felt like, oh man, like, could this be a trap game? Like, the Titans came back on the Chiefs and, like, the mm-hmm. Chiefs actually sucked at the end of the season, but they were no joke. Like, they made it to the playoffs too. And, like, they've been there before. They haven't, ex- we talked about last week, they have an experienced quarterback and coach. And yep. then, like, meh, nope, didn't make it. So yeah, crazy, uh, unprecedented levels of success. Sometimes you got to remind yourself of it. Yeah, we take it totally for granted. Yeah, you yeah. can say that again. Yeah. The two clips I played off the top, just to to talk about those real quick, Love are them. examples of how the Titans were just out everything in this game. <laughs> like, they just weren't, they're just not, it's not even their fault. Like, I almost feel bad for them. <laughs> like, they're just not on the same level. The first clip you heard <laughs> was some uh, some titan yeah jumping off sides as the patriots are punting yeah neutral zone infraction is the call uh, which yeah. is an immediate first down like that's got to be the one of the it's, dumbest yeah. things in the entire sport to do it's, like jump on a punt come on special teams 101 seriously Th- you know what Hold that still. you know what that is <laughs> three phases of the ball yeah, it sure is. You're the not second, nailing it. The, the second clip you heard there when Robo was, what are you doing? That <laughs> clip. I like uh, the, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that was when he jumped. So in the, in the beginning of that clip, he thinks that they threw the flag on the Pats, and he yeah. was like, what the hell is going on? He's sort of confused. And then, yeah, they call yeah. it on the Titans, and the Pats get the ball back. The second clip was the Titans going for it on fourth and one. They hand off to Derrick Henry in a situation where uh, the Pats certainly seemed like they knew the Titans were running. The Titans knew they were running. About 60,000 people in the stadium and millions of viewers at home all knew that they yeah. were just going to try to jam this ball right up the middle. And Derrick Henry well. runs a few yards backwards, and they turn it over again. Both of those plays happened in the first half. They're down 21-7 at that point. Like, they're down for sure. You know, like, sure. tough spot down 21-7 to on the road against the fucking Pats. But, like... They're not out of it. Like, well, and they were about to have, you know, they were going to have possession after mm-hmm. the half. Um, and, yeah. And so, like, they certainly had a chance to get in it. And it's not like they had proved to themselves and to everyone else they could stop the Patriots and move the ball on the Patriots. That their first possessions on both sides were like, oh, what's happening here? Yeah, Patriots, I think, went to... three and out and then they score. Was that on their first drive? Maybe not. That doesn't add up. It was within their first two first. or three. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it, it was, was before the Patriots managed I was, to score. I was in an Uber on the way to where I was going to watch the game because I thought it started at 8.25 and it actually kicked off at 8.15, yeah. which was through me for a 10-minute loop. I, You know what? They must have moved the time because I originally thought it was 8.25 kickoff. Well, too. that's like the normal time for Sunday Night Football yeah. and oh, shit. Oh, maybe we just assumed. Yeah, I th- I, well, that's, that's likely. I was blaming myself. You apparently were blaming the, the world for changing it at the last minute, which maybe they did, but... I just got real millennial. I feel like it's much more likely that you and I screwed it up. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, that checks out. But hey, uh, what's your opening take from uh, the weekend? Wait, can I just say, yeah, real I- quick, as you're thinking... Super fired up that we're uh, doing an early episode. The w- Right now it's Sunday night. The Vikings and the... Saints are playing as we speak. Yes. Jags and Steelers just wrapped up. We're going to get to that game in a little bit, but I'm fired up to be able to like come right off watching a game right into the studio to record an episode. Usually we have to wait like 24 hours. Yeah. I'm psyched about it. 
Yeah. Um, Has that I, bought you a sufficient amount of time to think of no, your opening take? I had thought of another one while we were talking, and now I can't think of it again. All right. You want me to give you mine? Uh, yeah. You, and what's you can your pretend opening, to listen? Yeah. What's your opening take, Craig? My opening take is this. This is going to be the second time in his career that Rob Gronkowski has entered into a NFL postseason, as far as we know, totally healthy. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing that he's banged up that much. Yeah. Yes. Do you know when... Uh, the last time he, the last postseason that he was healthy for? I can't say that I do. Well, I do. <laughs> well, when was it? It was 2014, Melissa, and what happened at the end of that one? They won it all! They sure did. They won the Super Bowl against the Seahawks every other year. <laughs> that was a great Super Bowl win, by the way. Oh, God, yeah. We didn't have a podcast then, but I really wish we did to yeah. talk about Pete Carroll blowing it. That's my personal favorite of all five. I concur. Actually, well, I take that back. I really liked the 28 and 3. We'll talk about that later, too. Yeah, we can do that on some slow news week where we just rank championships. <laughs> Good idea. We could um, do all the Boston sports championships. Mm. I'm going to go 1918 Red Sox in the first place. <laughs> Started it all. Started it all. <laughs> Anyhow, so it was on display last night. Gronk had a touchdown. A lot of other previously injured Patriots had touchdowns. Chris Hogan yeah. had a touchdown. James White had a touchdown. Two. Uh, White had a couple? Mm-hmm. Or Hogan had two? No, White, White had, had two. two. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brandon um, Bolden had one. Bolden got in there. Coming out of nowhere. Yeah. For, Melissa forgot he was on the team. I was like, where'd this guy come from? That's your garbage, back. garbage time running back right there. <laughs> I was so happy when I saw him in the game. Yeah. Because it just meant Dion Lewis is on the bench. Exactly. Perfect. Yeah, Love sit it. down. Need you next week. Don't Patriots need you anymore today. Pats don't do that often enough. But yeah, the Gronk thing is huge. I mean, like we've talked a, a lot on this show about the Brady-Gronk thing and just how valuable it is. I mean, we were seeing last night Gronk's getting triple-double teamed and... Who has a big game? Danny Amendola does, and James White does, and there seems there's just more space on the field. He draws so much attention. Oh, by the way, he can still catch the ball with those double coverages and stuff yeah. like that. God forbid anybody plays him straight up; they're just it's over. So, anyways, I'm 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 excited for the prospect of a healthy Rob Gronkowski because we he got drafted in 2010, so I think entering the 11 season was his first season, mm. and he's literally he's been healthy once between now and then. That's yeah, six, that's seven crazy. years. Um, all those years in the AFC the championship team. Yeah, games. totally. Um, so my opening take. Yes, please. We've all been waiting. I came up with one. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I think overall, like, generally good win. It felt like a Patriots game. Hell yeah. Like, we've been waiting 16 games for this to finally happen. And I think the defense, too. Like, my God, Marcus Mariota could not stay on his feet last night. They were just I think sacks. it was seven sacks total. There yeah. might have even I been a couple that... Eight, it, it ended up, but there was like trash. There was sack. a few that like technically weren't sacks because he like started to scramble and made it like half a fucking yard, like just made it to the line of scrimmage. Yeah. So like technically it was right, like a out run, of the whatever. But I mean, he got it. He spent a lot of time on the ground. Yeah. And it was, I mean, the defense overall, which is has been an area of opportunity, I think, in general. We've certainly talked about it plenty. They looked great. Stefan Gilmore didn't let up a catch in the game. And like, that's a big deal for him because he, he struggled a little bit coming over as like the cornerback. Like he's supposed to be the guy. And, you know, he hasn't looked like it. But now it's like important. He's playing in the playoffs. I think maybe he understands the levity of the situation, like the importance of it and mm-hmm. came to play. Yeah. And they were just, they knocked Mariota down two times in a row. And they were moving him back towards the end Backing zone. Him up towards the safety. Line. All I could think was, it's coming. Oh my God, three sacks in a row and a safety. It's like my dream yeah, come that true. Been epic. 
you know, a lot of these pass rushers too. It was Ricky Jean Francois, oh, yeah. Gino Grissom. Like these are like nobodies. James Harrison had a couple of well, nasty plays. James Harrison plays. is somebody, but he's a really old somebody. Yeah, yeah he had a he well, had a few plays for sure. Not guys that they started the year with, right? Right. So like guys that they picked up essentially off a of scrap heap. Mm-hmm. A couple of them off Pittsburgh's scrap heap. Yeah. Sorry about you. Uh, Jean Francois owns a bunch of Dunkin' Donuts, which is my favorite thing about him. Yeah. <laughs> he Smart was really, business move. Really excited when he got here because <laughs> he had lots of Dunkin' Donuts. Printing money. Yeah. <laughs> oh, are they not in the Boston area? I'm not sure where his are. Hmm. We should ask him. We, we should get him on the out. show. Oh, okay. So uh, we should tweet him. Say which location's yours. Ricky Jean. Where can I pose a question or a complaint? Yeah. Management <laughs> at DunkinDonuts.com. <laughs> yeah. Goes right to Ricky J. Francois' phone <laughs> in the locker room. He's like, "Some bitch, that girl's coffee wasn't hot enough. <laughs> Someone gotta do how something." How many times about do I have to <laughs> tell them? Yeah, so there's very few things that you can feel bad about after last night. That, uh, uh, after Saturday night, yeah. that was uh, on script, right? Like, yeah, what Patriots we expect at home playing a let's be honest inferior opponent. They smashed them in every phase of the game, and yeah, uh, you gotta feel good. Quarterbacking, like penalties like the flags that were called we talked about you know the neutral zone infraction yeah and some like, bad ones there were a couple others big pass interference call uh, at one point against brandon cooks mm-hmm. who by the way he looked him and brady their timing is not right like if there's gonna be one negative to the game to me it's brandon cooks and brady still can't yeah he hasn't connect looked great right. for a couple of weeks yeah. i don't think but we'll I see i mean they certainly had contribution enough contributions yeah. from other pass catchers Danny Amendola yeah. had a big game. Huge. Yeah, and it I didn't think, matter. But. I, again, I, I, maybe I go back to Gronk too much, but I I just tie it back to Gronk every time. I mean, like he opens up so much space on the field for everybody else. He gets so much attention defensively, which is like not a mistake. Right. Like uh, if I were a defensive coordinator, I would do the same thing. Like I would. I you would, have to because he's going to bury you that's if you don't. That's generally what the Patriots' strategy is defensively. Is like they take the team's best weapon and they just focus on that. It's like, all right, all right, like you're going to have to yeah. beat us with your Some second and third way. receivers because we're not going to let you beat us with this guy. I mean, that's generally the approach against the Pats, at least when they play smart teams. Um, yeah. When yes. they just well, double and triple Gronk. Yeah. yeah, you have to be able to anticipate what the other team's going to do. Yeah, I mean, but if God they're, playing, help if they're you just that. wild <laughs> shooting on the hip, like, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, and they God don't know help what they're you doing. if you single cover Gronk. You're like, yeah, you're toast. Because right, he's going to beat you in size, right? He surprisingly fast for such a giant man for sure he wears like a tank on his arm so we'll just take it down he's got the big metal cyborg thing going on yeah basically he's like dead shot out there uh so we know our opponent next week we do that was that (laughs) yeah that was a game uh so we know that jacksonville jacksonville jaguars beat the pittsburgh steelers Mm mm-hmm and it was awesome. Yeah, barn burner, 45-42 final. Quite the Killer. opposite of Jacksonville's game last week, 10 to 3 over yeah. the Bills. Yeah. Very different. Quite the, the opposite. Different different tenor, different different feel. All right, I'm so, into like, it. so like we said, uh barn burner. Steelers just lost <laughs> at home, uh, and I say just cuz at the time of this recording it was about an hour and a half ago that this occurred. Uh, 45-42 in a, in a shootout with the Jags. Yeah. And if you listen to this show closely, you would have heard last week us say that we'll probably have some shitty Pittsburgh idiocy to discuss <laughs> on this week's program. And Boy, were we right. Here we are. I was watching that game unfold at the in the last couple of minutes and just being like, oh my God, you got to be kidding me. Like, this is... You're dumb. Yeah. Like, you can usually... <laughs> I feel like just like quick quick aside. Yeah. Whenever there's those like 
sort of like poor clock management type NFL coaching things that happen. Yeah. I just me personally, I generally don't know what the mistakes are like in the moment. Like I, I sort of lean on the broadcasters to explain it a little bit. And then like sure. over the next couple of days of talk radio, by the time that happens, I'm like an expert all of a sudden. Yeah, I got I get everything. Asshole. I know exactly how I should use my timeouts and when I should have gone to the sidelines and yeah, clocked it. Totally. So Stupid all Ben that, Roethlisberger clocking the ball. All dumbass. that weird yeah, stuff in the moment, especially as a fan. I mean, I guess maybe I was much more level headed because I'm watching Jacksonville, Pittsburgh and I don't have I'm not like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know, what I mean? yeah, you're like, not invested. Totally. So I'm I'm pretty cool. You're just waiting to laugh at Pittsburgh. Right. And <laughs> only invested. Laugh, laugh I did. So let me paint you this picture, right? So Jacksonville gets up to an early lead in this game. It was like 28 oh, to 7 like or some bullshit insane. like that. They got right up early, real right early, out of the gate. Real early. Early on in the first quarter, mm-hmm. they had like a couple touchdowns on the board, put Pittsburgh on their heels. Pittsburgh is chasing them the whole game, which they're actually doing a decent job of. Couple bombs to Antonio Brown, couple bombs to Martellus. No. Martavius Bryant, and like they're making plays. Le'Veon Bell was balling in this game. Antonio Brown too. Martavius Bryant, like they were like making plays. Yeah, all day. Hot fire. But they were just playing catch up the whole time. Right. And Jacksonville also scoring seemingly at will. The defense looked good, and the yeah. offense was twenty two people didn't show up. up to this game. So and they all play on defense. Right. So, <laughs> so <laughs> that was good math. Fourth I'm quarter sure. rolls around. We've got it's forty two thirty five. Yeah. Pittsburgh just scores to make it 42 35. They're down. Okay. There's about two Jacksonville's minutes. Jacksonville's up. Jacksonville's up with Should 42. Be the opposite of that. Got it. I got Pittsburgh it. I'm with you. They just scored to make it 35. Got it. Two minutes and change, maybe two minutes, 20 seconds. They still have the two minute warning left. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. They have two timeouts. Uh, the Steelers do. Jacksonville has all their timeouts. Oh, um, savage. And Pittsburgh elects to do an onside kick. Okay. Interesting call. At the time, this is why I say I usually don't know these when they happen in real time. At the time, I was like, why the hell would you do an onside kick right here? Why would you attempt that? It has about a 10 to 15% like success rate. Yeah. Because you have no, no belief in your defense, that means. So they're trying to get the ball back, obviously, to march back down this field and score and kick a field goal to send it to overtime or maybe even go for two and, and win the game right there. But they, they do an onside kick. Uh, again, the success rate is very, very low. So mm-hmm. if you don't recover it, which you probably won't, not right. because you're the idiot Steelers, just because you're a football team attempting an onside kick. It doesn't right. often the odds work. odds are not in your favor. So let's assume it doesn't work. you got to stop them and make them go three and out at some point. And y- if you just punt it away, you can have that moment occur on their own 20, 30, 40-yard line, and they're not kicking a field goal right. to salt the game away entirely, making it a 10-point lead in the two-position game. But if you onside kick it and they get the ball, you have to make that three and out stop and and stop them on the uh, sure. midfield. Yeah. At which point, much shorter. Jacksonville field. You're can giving send them half it. the field. Yeah, you're you're giving away, you know, uh, dozens of yards just for nothing oh, uh, yeah. on like a ten percent. There, there's as much of a chance as the guy fumbles the kickoff as there is as uh, as uh, recovering an onside kick. So they do the stupid ass onside kick. So not only was it a terrible decision, it was also executed <laughs> so poorly that the the kicker of the Steelers kicks it basically directly sideways and it like whaps a Steelers player on like the his elbow he doesn't like see it coming he's just running straight which it doesn't go 10 yards so that's an illegal touch oh and then a Jacksonville Jaguar jumps on the ball so like they don't don't get they don't get the ball it hits the guy in the process that's an illegal play because it hadn't traveled 10 yards so that's a flag so they lose the onside kick they're flagged for 10 yards I don't even know specifically I should have the play sheet in front of me but I don't Jacksonville ultimately kicks a field goal, making it a 10-point yeah. lead. Pittsburgh then gets the ball back, 
marches down the field and scores a touchdown, and then they lose by three points. Yeah, <laughs> they lose. Oh my god, I was I was watching it like I, you've got to be kidding me. Like I was sort of half kidding when I said that the Steelers would probably do something stupid to lose that game. Yeah. But like here it is, here it is happening in real time. And again, like usually it's against the Patriots, and then there's emotion involved. And in, and in, as a fan, I'm like not exactly watching it so critically. But yeah. I was just like baffled. <laughs> like Tomlin. What are you doing? Do the math here, bro. Yeah, because even if you kick it off to the Jaguars, and even if you don't get them three and out, you have a two-minute warning coming up and two timeouts. You can use the timeouts to stop them because they're not going to stop the clock, right? They're not going to run to the sidelines. No, Leonard Fournette's just going to blast it down your foot. But you can stop it and stop the clock and preserve your time. And then it's you get the ball call. back eventually, and you can throw to the sideline and do what you got to do right, to manage and then the you clock. You can manage the clock. Two minutes left. Pittsburgh has been doing this all season, by the way. They've had a, a ton of like last minute drives to win games. Oh yeah, and then, and I mean, forty five, forty two. It's not like they weren't scoring on the Jaguars. It's not like the Jaguars' defense had been holding them back, and it was like the Jags seven D, zero, yeah, and they the, couldn't move the ball. Like clearly, you it, weren't being stopped. Right. I mean, it was a game of like big plays. There was a couple. Like fumbles, there was a pick or two. Like there was like a lot of just big defensive plays, but it wasn't like a stifling defensive game. I mean, last week was ten to three is that stifling defense yeah. and inept offense. This was like somehow both. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it was just a big play game. It was awesome, unbelievable that that happened. Do, uh, tell them about the Le'Veon Bell. Thing. Oh, I was just listening to Le'Veon Bell tweeted before the game like an asshole this morning. I guess it was this morning. He tweets well, out Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Right. Okay. He tweets out. Uh, oh, we love round twos. We're going to have, you know, two weeks of round twos. Essentially saying like, yeah, we're going to, they lost to Jacksonville this season. They lost to the Patriots. So essentially saying like, yeah, we're going to get to rematch against Jacksonville. And then once we beat them, we'll get to rematch the Patriots, beat them too. And it's like, well, you joke. Like now you've lost to them twice and you're not making it on. Like, what are you, what are you doing? That is like bulletin board material. And I just don't understand. Like, these guys have played sports their entire life. Baltimore material isn't reserved for the NFL. Mm. So, like, along the way, he never was like, you know, I know it really doesn't matter. But, like, I just shouldn't say this shit because, like, it's going to come back to me. Yeah. Eventually. And I mean, I I I, w- I was with you, Le'Veon Bell, until you doubled the re- the the round twos. Yeah, you, you know? could have said we love a round two. I love a good rematch. Yeah, like, right. bring here it we on. go. Let's <laughs> see what happens this <laughs> time. I mean? like, but to like predict that you're gonna just roll the, the jags and they're like yeah treating that game as like a foregone conclusion right we when, already beat you once and they beat them spectacularly ben roethlisberger threw five interceptions in that game oh, five i do remember that that was a great and that day. was what the press conference afterwards where he was ba- they were like are you thinking about retiring and he was like i mean i don't i don't know man <laughs> like he like we like <laughs> rocked his world he didn't even want to play football anymore after that game like it was unlike the pat steelers game which came down to the final minute and was like sort of fluky and yeah. like oh we were right there oh let's that like, would rematch. have been a rematch like, they got right. pantsed yeah. in that game in the middle of the season against jacksonville oh god just so so classic Steelers. Every part of the Steelers were represented where it was bad coaching and like a really just generally sort of like undisciplined team tweeting bullshit out about you yeah. know the other team. What are you doing? And then but here's this is this is what makes it like quintessentially Pittsburgh is that they're so fucking talented that they like it makes up for a lot of those deficiencies. And like they have the best receiver, they have the best oh, receiver yeah. running back oh, yeah. combination in the game, bar none. Yeah, and they can't make it past the, past the division around. And like they, they're with just, a bye week, right? 
They come off a bye. They're at they home. They lost the. They they were trending to be the first, the one seed. Like they would have had the home until their idiot coach quarterback got in the way of that for themselves. It's really un, It's God unbelievable damn. how like consistently they do that. It's crazy to me. I guess we see now. And what. that was an easy one. If my ass on my couch can be yeah. like, this is stupid. Why are you doing this? Right. Then like. Mike Tomlin should also know that that's stupid. Yeah, you've done this before, right, Tomlin? You've seen how this shakes oh, out. Oh, man. You've done the math. you got a stat guy to tell you that onside kicks aren't really that successful <laughs> in the NFL. They're like a fluke. Yeah. And when someone recovers it themselves, it's like the, it's like mind-blowing when you're watching it. Like, oh, my God. Right? It's one of those plays where we were like up and screaming at the TV. Two minutes, two like 2.20 or something like that left. You maybe, let's say, let's say the, uh, that Jacksonville takes a minute and a half off the clock, like, and you get the and yeah, you get the ball great. back with That's that. That's enough time. Roethlisberger can make that happen, right? You you can do that. You've got a quick strike offense. You you've been hitting deep balls all day, like, yeah. You've been driving the field. It's not been a problem. Yeah, crazy. Anyway, idiots. But so is Jacksonville. See, and like that's the thing. Like Jacksonville's been driving the field too. So why are you giving them short field position? Yeah, dumbass. I'm getting angry you're talking about <laughs> it, and I don't off. like the Steelers. I'm glad that they lost, but like it's making me mad. And unfortunately, this is the last uh, Steeler bashing we'll be able to do in the <laughs> in this season. See you in 2018. Yeah, I'm we'll, sure I mean, you'll we'll do get, we'll get something there at some stupid point. then too. Oh, maybe in the off season they could be good for dumb yeah, trade. Yeah, it's really all of it's really the best stuff is on the field, though. You know. <laughs> You know what's interesting about Jacksonville, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this, is like they played this game against Pittsburgh, which was like high scoring, all offense. Totally. Compare that to the wild card weekend where they won 10 to 3. Like that's all defense. No one's moving the ball. Does that make you more nervous going into the AFC championship game? I don't know if it makes me more nervous. What it does make me is look at the Jags and think of them as I thought they were a much more lopsided team i thought they were all defense and no offense i like the 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 bills game that they played last week i thought was the stereotypical jacksonville game yeah that's what you expect to see from them keep the like the bills scored three freaking points for christ's (laughs) sakes yeah i like it you know i thought that was the only game they were like the only type of game they were able to win and then next thing you know they go into pittsburgh and they win this like shootout um so i guess yeah i mean i'm a little more confident in their offense and a little less confident in their defense i suppose they kind of just like even themselves my, my my sort of evaluation of them is a little bit more even now yeah i think it shows that there's like room to take advantage of their defense yeah I you mean, know it's, that it's not so it's not so stoppable like the mm-hmm. patriots can put up a lot of points on that presumably it, i mean if the Steelers yeah, can do truth. it yeah yeah and if the patriots defense plays like they did this week, I don't think the Jaguars can put 45 points up two weeks in a row. Uh, see, I agree. I don't think Boros can play the same game that he did. I mean, they leaned a lot on um, Fournette. Leonard Fournette. And he tweaked that ankle again. But that's but that's where they played. I mean, they played the vast, They played that entire game with a lead. So, I mean, yeah, if right. that, that's if totally it different. if it doesn't shake out that way, you won't necessarily be able to lead on your running game quite so much. One thing, though, in terms of like off, like off like comparing offenses, Pittsburgh to New England, mm-hmm. in that game today... I can recall at least five or six like bombs from Roethlisberger to either Martavius Bryant or Antonio Brown. Yeah. And that's really not so much in the Pats repertoire. No, every time they try it, 
It's always Brandon Cooks. They send. We just talked about this. It just it's always doesn't... Brandon Cooks. They send downfield, and he can't fucking catch it. Their yeah. like rhythm is off. He doesn't jump at the right time. And he's not, he's that not big. Julian Edelman. He's, he's not, not that Julian big Edelman. either. Like he's not Randy Moss. You exactly. Know, he's not, yeah, he yeah. can't just like go Truth. up there and like beat people vertically. So right. you know, I also like I'm a little bit encouraged that they that Jacksonville let up all those points, but like we're just a different the way that the Patriots play. Yeah, it's a different offense than how the Steelers do it. I mean, there it feels to me like the Steelers either hand off to Le'Veon Bell or they're just chucking it. You know, <laughs> yeah, to Antonio Brown. We're a little more nuanced than that. They're a little more nuanced than that, <laughs> yeah. the Patriots. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for next week. What's your official I, on the oh record God, prediction? I was just about to ask you. God damn it, you beat me to the punch. Yeah, I'm gonna say Patriots win. I'm gonna give it a 27-17. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got? I was gonna say uh, a similar thing. Pats oh. win. I think. I think the Patriots are gonna be in the 30s, and the Jags are gonna be in the 20s. Oh, see, I think they can Specific hold. Numbers, I think they can hold nah. the Patriots below 30, but they can't stop them enough. Because I mean, jeez, 27 points is no joke. It's three touchdowns, two field goals. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's and I think still the formula remains to beat the Pats is you got to get to Brady with your front four, which Jacksonville can absolutely do. Yeah, That's like their sure. whole thing. Fucking Saxonville led the league in sacks this year. Oh hell! Um, I did not think of that. They've been calling themselves that all year. <laughs> Trending on Twitter. Uh, hashtag Saxonville. I like it. Um, goes to show how much AFC South football that we keep our <laughs> eye on throughout the regular season. Uh, but my, I was really proud of you. Craig's magic formula to beat the Pats is get to Brady with your front four, so you don't have to blitz yep. and score in the thirties. Sure. Pre- previous to Sunday's game against Pittsburgh, I had no confidence that the that the Jacksonville Jaguars could score in the thirties. But now I'm like, okay. Yeah, agreed. Had that been a, you know, 14-17 game, I'd be like, yep, no problem. But, but the fact n- that they came out like that is like, ooh. I, I, look at, I look at the way they played in the first quarter, though, and put that so much more on the Steelers than I do on the Jags. Like, there's no <laughs> earthly way the Patriots give up 28 points in the first quarter. No. There's just no way. It's just not going to happen. It would be... Oh my god, people's heads would be rolling. It, yeah, it's just yeah. It's Patricia just such would like get foreign, fired in the middle of the game. Such a foreign idea for the past yeah. to just come out to like just flat like that. You right, know, to be dead coming out of the game. Totally. Yeah, it was exciting. I love being in the playoffs. Same. Feels fun. Two week season. Can't wait. One week season. What do they say? Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just happy to be here. I don't know what's happening. All right, you want to get to our juice of the week? I sure do. All right. All right, so our douche of the week, someone that surely would have been had we been a podcast at the time. Oh my god, I but yeah, uh, I would have come in mostly excited about that. Uh, one of the biggest losers from Super Bowl Fifty One uh, mm. back a year ago now, almost. Uh, so during that Eagles Falcons uh, divisional round playoff game on Saturday afternoon, yep. Um, final score of ten to fifteen. The end of that game, weird numbers. Yep. The end of that game played out as follows: It's ten to fifteen. The Falcons have the ball, and they march down the field with not a lot of time left on the clock. You know, a minute or so left in the game, and they're going like it's like Matt Ryan's just locked in on Julio Jones, who has been sort of well covered, but he's Julio Jones, and he's just jumping over people and making great catches. Yeah, and they're able to march down the field. They have at least two or three cracks at the end zone from like inside the twenty yard line in the red zone, and ultimately aren't able to uh, come up with the points. They're not able to kick because they're obviously down by five, so they got to score a touchdown. They aren't able to. Eagles win. Falcons go home. Meanwhile, (laughs) as this is all playing out, (laughs) some NFL owner uh, decides to leave his luxury box, much like he did in Super Bowl 51, 
and bring his ass down onto the sideline, much like he did in Super Bowl 51, and then stand there like an ass, (laughs) crestfallen, as he watches his beloved Atlanta Falcons just piss it all away and ultimately lose. Douche of the Week is... Arthur Blank. Arthur oh Blank. Oh my God, what are you doing? It, it, I know it's, it's one of your so, favorite moments from last year's Super Bowl. It was so embarrassing to watch. And for him to recreate it, it's like, bro, you've got to talk to your PR people because you have to stop doing that. you got to stop. And I actually did, I did a little bit of research today to figure out whether he does that like every game. Yeah, and? No, no definitely not. Definitely oh not. Gosh. That's not like an yeah. Arthur Blank thing that you know we're just not is? aware of because we don't watch the Falcons. Like He's a jinx. Dude. Homeboy, stay in your box. Just like stay in your lane, stay in your box. See, this is an example of how the Falcons are just damaged goods. You know? Yeah. Like he's like, he's he's clearly very in his head about it. He doesn't want to not do it because then people will think he's afraid to do it. So then he goes out and does it. And then it all, like, it's choke just like, again. Just the fact that he had to make that oh decision and they're still thinking about it. In you know this I mean, year's I'm playoff game, a winnable think, playoff I'm game. I'm definitely thinking about it and laughing. And about they're it. still thinking about the Super Bowl and the optics and what he should, what should he shouldn't he like? Oh my god! Oh my god. Him being down on the sidelines on the, on the Super Bowl, just like a chamoke getting just crestfallen as the game goes on. It just and strolls on. right by and, him, and he can't leave. You, once you're there, you can't leave. And they just kept panning to him, and I, oh god, I was so embarrassed for him. And this one's worse too because he's. This was in Philly. The, I mean, the Super Bowl is neutral site, so you yeah, got sure. to imagine there was a fair amount of like neutral fans and a fair amount of Falcons fans. Like whatever, it's not like he's gonna like get like targeted necessarily. Right, yeah. But and Philly fans aren't necessarily what you would call forgiving. Not known as the nicest bunch. <laughs> yeah. um, you're not playing a nice Midwestern team. It's like <laughs> wholesome Midwesterners. Yeah, right. Yikes. Yeah, he's like getting batteries chucked at him. Seriously, oh my god! He, if there's any uh, ounce of humanity in an Eagles fan, they probably saw the look on Arthur Blank's face and just felt bad for the guy. <laughs> they just pointed and laughed too. Oh god, my yeah. God, the has... fact that he went down there again is unreal. Yeah, just stop. Let it go, bro. All you the can't. Don't the even go box. to the game anymore. Like, stop doing that. Yeah. You're getting like security personnel to have to like escort you out there, and like you can't hide. Just yeah, the your... camera's gonna go to you if you put yourself on the sidelines. That's not an unusual thing. It's not usual for him, and it's not usual for most NFL owners, other uh, other I'm than not, Jerry Jones. I'm not aware of anybody that makes regular trips to the sidelines during the game. Jerry like, Jones d- during the course asshole. of play. Does he go down there during the game? Yeah, I think certainly he does. pregame. But he's a dick, so he probably. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. I believe you. Anyway, but like. Way to go, Arthur! So mortifying. Way to go! You are the epitome douche of the week. Brutal. Arthur. Good God. Yeah, and if you haven't seen the the clip of Arthur Blank standing on the sidelines during the Super Bowl, oh, please, please watch it. Please I'm look sure it up. someone has like just chopped the shots of him together and you can find it on YouTube. So I sad. might have to Google that and watch it myself. Yeah. You don't often find yourself feeling bad for NFL owners. You, you don't. Know, that's not a position. Ooh. And in you... this case, you oh God. I just remember watching it and being like, I really wish they would stop doing that. I'm, <laughs> I'm uncomfortable and it's making it hard to enjoy this win that's happening. Yeah, it's almost like when they pan to fans who are just in really rough shape but yeah. they're like anonymous and yeah, meaningless and but this and is their wife isn't standing next to them looking like trying to like feign happiness yeah, yeah like um well i know <laughs> brutal <laughs> she's the best anyway uh that's it for us we'll be back next week to mm-hmm. talk about the afc championship Jack's Pats, three o'clock start, three o five, weird or maybe three fifteen. Another time. weird time. We can't. Screw we don't this know. One up. The NFL might move it around. Who knows? Yeah, can't trust them. Shifty <laughs> bastards. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Until then, though, yeah. you can connect with us on Twitter at TitletownCast. Mm-hmm. You can check out some great articles and find our podcast at Guy Boston Sports. Yep, GuyBostonSports.com. It's awesome. Um, or you can connect with us on Instagram, Facebook. That's all we have for you guys this week. Yeah. See you soon. Later. Bye. Bye.